It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good whatever, and Merry Christmas. Welcome back to the Roper Report podcast, where we have a special Christmas quiz-themed episode with two contesting teams battling it out for nothing but the personal pride of winning the Roper Report annual Christmas quiz. We have two lads who are going to be representing Roper Report on the home side, and we have two contestants on the visiting team. First of all, we have Johnny and Ant, Johnny Goldsmith and Ant Waterston from Roper Report. How are we doing, lads? We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like you're in a in a very quizzical mood. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Johnny's never not been in a quizzical mood. Johnny was born ready for a Christmas <laughs> quiz. That's just the kind of bloke he is. What about you, Ant? Yeah, I've been researching you know random facts, which I've got nothing to do with this quiz. But you know, when you say random facts, this isn't entirely. I mean, we're still obviously a Sunderland podcast, so we'll be football themed. And I hope you're not been wasting your time. No, I have. Yeah, I've been wasting, completely yeah. wasting my time. Yeah, yeah but, but on, on the plus side, you might now have an abundance of random trivia for future quizzes that aren't this one. Exactly, I'll be on Millionaire next week. Next hey, week. Well, you know, if, hey, if, if, if it helps, it helps, you know, life has, a, life has a funny way of working out. And we also have, on the visiting team, we have Phil Smith from The Echo and we have Lauren from Sun FM. How are we doing, guys? Good. Yeah. Are we also ready for a quiz? I'm very bad at quizzes, so absolutely, yes. Brilliant. Well, you know, that <laughs> starts me to go on, Lawrence. What about you, Phil? I, I also hate quizzes, so I think this is very much going to be the away team setting up 10 men behind the ball. We're going to be playing for the draw, I think. Yeah. Well, funnily enough, Phil, that does tend to work against Sunderland. So if we're to consider Roker Report as the home team and therefore being Sunderland, then you have a very good chance. Yeah, we're, we're here. It's our cup final at the stadium, like, so oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Defend, de- defend committedly and uh, see if we can get away with the point. Your 700 fans have turned up in their droves to make yeah. loads of funny, relevant chants and you're going to frustrate and then get them on the counter. That's what you're going to hope for. That's, that's the game plan. That's what we're going for. Yeah, so anyway, before we get into the quiz itself, we'll have a little rundown of the rules and how it's going to go. We we're going to have 25 questions, all to do with Sunderland in the last decade. So each of these questions will be do with Sunderland trivia from 2010 to the current day in the League One diaries. After each question, I will let the teams know what the right answer was. And at the end, because it will be quite might be quite awkward to make everyone just keep track of their own points, I will announce the winners. But feel free as well to play along at home. 
I mean, obviously, this isn't a, a, this isn't like a live Emma phone in podcast, so it's quite a redundant thing to say. But by all means, just sit there in the car and like in your head, maybe wonder what they are. And if you're right, then you know that's great. One last thing we need them before we start: team names. Roker Report and Johnny and Ants. Have you got a team name? Ooh, uh, if there's very there. if, if there's long awkward uh, silence now, Sean can cut it out. Don't worry. But mm, team name yet. I was going to go for the Donald Love Appreciation Society. Donald Love Appreciation Okay, I'm going to write that down while okay, you say Donald it. Donald Love yeah. Appreciation, yes. We've got the Donald Love Appreciation Society. And the visitors, have we got a name? I'm, I'm looking at you. Start <laughs> <laughs> as you meet the go on. Anything goes. Anything will go. Good shout there from, from the, the, the home side was just to pick a randomly obscure Sunderland player and make society around them. Thought of the worst one in the last 10 years. That, that was your worst one. <laughs> Crikey. I'd say Josie Altador beats Donald Love. Yeah. So let's, let's go with that then. Let's have the Josie the Josie Altador Appreciation <laughs> Society. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That does beat Donald Love. Pretty bad start there, Anthony. If you think that Donald's our worst player in the last decade? Ah, uh, well, I thought we were meant to be. That's like... a funny way to say Jack Rodwell. Not going to lie. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mister Big Guns. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but you can't give him like. I mean, I think like Rodwell though goes beyond sort of like the, 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 the realms of an ironic joke and just becomes an awful person so he can't I didn't he can't really get. want to go into any this season because I've kind of forgot about this season already so yeah you know. I also I also unconsciously suppress anything that happens this season so Sorry yeah for as well done you do yeah. well for Shrewsbury mate anyway let's get started then so what we're going to do I'll say question one and then I'll most of these will be multiple choice we'll go for an answer from the Roker Report team first, the Don Love Appreciation Society, and then from the Josie Altidores, and then we'll rotate each time. So <laughs> let's just get the show on the road. Let's not delay any further. Question one. We're going to start with the Don Lovers. Who scored Sunderland's first goal of the decade? Is it A, Bolo Zenden, B, Steed Malbronk, C, Darren Bent, or D, Kenwin Jones? Who scored Sunderland's first goal of the decade, lads? Mm, I'm guessing. I don't know. Is there a... Any clues to, like what game it was? Lifelines? Anything? No, nothing like that. No, 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 no. no. All, all I have are the. He's given you multiple choice. All I have is Mr. Chapman's <laughs> email. I'm trying to think who you played on New Year's Day. Was it not Jones against Portsmouth? Um, I don't know for certain. That's that's a guess. Um, Deep in thought of the lads. So yeah, do you know who? I can practically see the cogs in Johnny's brain whirring away to... here. No. <laughs> Okay, no, so this was, uh, I would, I'd have been drunk that day. <laughs> mm. right, Bent is an obvious choice. Go on, if you want to go Bent, you'll go Bent. Yeah. Darren Bent, is that your answer? Option C, Darren Bent. Yes. Final answer? Go for it. Okie dog, I'll throw the same question now to the Altidores. What do we think? Well, my option was going to be Darren Bent. What, yeah. were, the other, what were the other options? You have A, Bolo Zenden, B, Steed Malbronk, C, Darren Bent, or D, Kenwin Jones for Sunderland's first goal of the decade. So do we have to pick a different one? Are we... No, you can pick the same one if you want. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go with Bent. Let's, let's play the averages. Yeah, Darren Bent. Good to me. You are both incorrect. Oh. So the correct answer was B, Steed Malbronk, who scored against oh. Barrow in a 3-0 win on yeah, the turn of the decade. Yeah. On the turn of the decade, I was 14 years old. Yeah. I can't really remember life back then. That's fair enough. That's my yeah. excuse. <laughs> I mean, I think I was. How old was I? I just turned. No, 18. I think I think I was fifteen. So yeah, same to be honest. But I, I wouldn't have got this one. This is when I'm going to sound old now because I was in my twenties. And I was at that game. Hey, I'm still yeah, mental. Like, I'm still like, mentally fifteen, so it's all good. Malbrook right? scored and Fraser, Fraser Campbell got two. Yeah, that's game. right. Yeah, that, that's a, that's actually a good memory. That would have served well you very. Done, GG. That would have served yes. you very well fifteen seconds ago. <laughs> 
Anyway, question number two, we'll start with the Altidores for this one. Who was Sunderland's first permanent signing of the decade? Their first permanent signing was it A, Paolo De Silva, B, Matt Kilgallen, C, Michael Turner, or D, Martin Fulop? Matt Kilgallen. Is that Matt Kilgallen? I believe my teammate. Good stuff. Put, putting I faith have in his Phil. back 100% any time. Okay, we'll, we'll see how that turns out for you. Let's go for the Europa Report, lads. Phil seemed confident in Matt Kilgallen. Matt Kilgallen, yeah. You are both correct. It was Matt Kilgallen. So, Lauren, you were right to put your faith in your team. Well done, Phil. That'll be one each. Roker Report lads piggybacking there off the um, uh, off the the (laughs) conviction of Phil Smith. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Question three: Up to and including Phil Parkinson, can you name the permanent managers in charge of Sunderland this decade? You get a point for the team that can name the most. Every permanent manager. So we start with us. So we'll take one from each team as we go. Okay. Brucey. Bruce has won. So that's one point for the Don Love team. Let's go for the others. Jack Ross. Jack Ross has won. Yep. Just again, isn't it? Oh, Neil. Mar- oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> pick one. You can't have two. Which one would you go on, you, go on, okay. go on, We'll go yeah. for Di Canio. Because uh, what Anthony said that first. Di Canio. Yeah. Well, we'll go for Martin O'Neill. Martin O'Neill, yep. <laughs> May as well. I've just given you it. Yep. Uh, Gus Poyet. Poyet has won. Advocar. Advocat. Simon Grayson. Simon Grayson. Oh. Chris Coleman. Chris Coleman. Sam Allardyce. Sam Allardyce. Why well, can't I remember anything? David Moyes. David Moyes. Because you don't want to remember David Moyes. Yeah, I blacked that's... that one out. Mm-hmm. Just and that brings, uh, yeah, and that's precisely that. So we both, so currently we are both tied on points. We've got every manager that round. Not the hardest question, I don't think, but brings up some nasty memories, of course. Question four, we'll start with the Altidores. Can you name every front of shirt sponsor this decade for Sunderland a point for the team that can name the most every single sponsor that sat on the front of the shirt just below the crest start with the Altidores Tombola Tombola is one what's that on your top Bet Duck. Bet Duck Johnny sat there with one of them on of course just for context yep I'm trying to go through my shirts at home which is doing us no favours because we've had Bet Duck and what was the first one you said Tombola Tombola yep I don't know. I'm doing that one. There's no timer. <laughs> um, right, get your head on. Didn't help. I just can't trying, remember any trying to inspire <laughs> myself, and it just took us nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're pretty good with with Tom Bowler and Betdak. We had sort of like either end of the decade there, so there's um, still a few in the middle that we haven't chosen. The one that I know is fake. Well, not fake, but was definitely when I was a child, was Reg Vardy, and it's the only one that's in my head, and I know it's not a correct answer. No. Don't take it as an answer. I won't, I won't. <laughs> don't take no. it as an answer. I was, I, was about, I, was about to, I was about to pounce on that one, but no, I won't. No, don't take it as an answer. It's Christmas. <laughs> oh, if you were a shirt sponsor, who would you be? I'm trying to... I don't even remember, like, the, the looks of the kids. I'm having a complete mind blank. Pass on this one. Take a guess. Yeah. Name a company. Name a company. Bets365. Is incorrect, I'm afraid. They have they did sponsor Stoke City, who obviously yeah, have a very similar name similar. random bookmates. Invest in Africa. Invest in Africa as well. Oh, oh good God. shout, yeah. GG. Vest. Yeah, mm-hmm. bid vest, yep. Yeah. Um there's one more. Oh the lads gonna go the, the lads could really capitalise here. Daffabet. Daffabet is one. Is there another? There are two more. This season's one, but I can't remember what the hell it is. <laughs> Is it the cancer one? Cancer. Chil- Correct. Oh. Well there done. we go. You salvaged something for your Sorry, team I've there, got Lauren. Call back some ground. Anyway, back the lads. 
trying to remember, just like going through the managers. So, because we had Bidfest for a long time. There is one more, um, and if anyone wants to get it, they can just jump in for it. As a clue, we're talking, this would be the first sponsor of the decade. The very first one. It was in its... Oh, it, it was Boyle in Sports. Boyle Sports. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Boyle, Tom Bowler was the first, actually. No, Boyle Sports that. ran until 2010, so it, like, just, just, it sort of like came to its end. Just as we, we put up a valiant fight there, yeah, I think. yeah, you did, you did well to get some points from there, uh, from nowhere. Very bitterly contested. Anyway, over to the Donald Love Appreciation Society for question five: Which Sunderland player scored the first hat trick of the decade? Was it A. Fraser Campbell, B. Darren Bent, C. Jermaine Defoe, or D. Chris Maguire? The first hat trick of the decade. I've been staring at Johnny's thinking face for about twenty minutes now. Hasn't brought him I think it is Darren Bent. You think you think it's Darren Bent? Yes. Okay. That's what you think, is it? Okay. Yeah. Do I tell us the final answer, Johnny? Yes. Definitely. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing with you. Okay. Um, out the doors. What was the options again, please? The options were um, Fraser Campbell for A, Darren Bent B, Jermaine Defoe C, Chris Maguire D. Well, I'd ben, put it between. Ben definitely scored one, but I wonder whether that was at the start of the 2009-10 season or whether it was after. So it's definitely Certainly him or worth considering. Yeah, that's what I would have said. So we can either gamble and go with Defoe and try and get a point back, or we can play safe and go with Darren Bent. Trust your instinct. I'll go with you. We'll go gamble. On. We'll go with Defoe. Defoe? Defoe is wrong. The correct oh. answer was Darren Bent. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's my okay. Bad. That's so okay. that is going to be a point for... Don Love. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't get many. Bless him. So you know, it's, 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 it's good that he's getting them he now. Three against us, though. So. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, question six: Who scored for Sunderland in the 118th minute to beat Chelsea two-one in the 2014 League Cup fifth round to set up a semi-final clash with Man United back in 2014? Out the doors, was it A, Fabio Barini, B, Ki Sung Young, C, Craig Gardner, or D, Emmanuel Giacarini? Key. I would have said Key. Key? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Key yeah. yeah. is indeed correct. That's a point to both teams. Ki Sung Young did indeed score to put us through to the next round against Man United. Anyhow, question seven. During Jermaine Defoe's time on Wearside, which team did he score his 150th Premier League goal against? Was it A, Bournemouth, B, Leicester City, C, West Brom, or D, Hull? During Jermaine Defoe's time on Wearside, which team did he score his 150th Premier League goal against? Well, I know, yeah, it's, it's Hull. You sure? Yeah. Okay, Doc. I'm going to guess Hull as well then. Yeah. yeah. Hull is absolutely correct. <laughs> Job's a gun. It was my birthday, so I remember that goal. It was the first home win of the season in November. That's really yeah. yeah. Well, that's how it like. Well, that's that's it, wasn't it? Because yeah. it was there was like that, that massive joke when we first went down with Grace and that would won a game before August was finished or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That absolute <laughs> turned out well that season. <laughs> yeah, it, it turned out uh, tremendously as have the as of the subsequent seasons after it. So you know it's it's just all fantastic, isn't it? Question eight: Who managed Sunderland for the most Premier League games this decade? Oh, sorry, you're op- sorry, I didn't give you your options either. No. <laughs> I didn't give you your options. That <laughs> yeah, was a guessy one. No, um, A is Martin O'Neill, B is Gus Poyet, and C is Steve Bruce. Who managed Sunderland for the most Premier League games this decade? O'Neill, Poyet, or Bruce? Um, I'd have said O'Neill, I think. I don't think it'll be Bruce, will it? Because he didn't have that long. No. So it's between O'Neill, who came in. O'Neill pretty much had 
two seasons. Poet didn't. So, yeah, let's go Martin O'Neill. Yeah. Martin O'Neill, lads. Hmm. Bruce was there until November 2011. Again, then, a, a very good memory that sadly doesn't benefit you here. So I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> how many games you can have in that time. It's half a season and a half, isn't it? Yeah. O'Neill had nearly a year and a half as well. And I don't think it's Gus Poyet. Okay. Hmm. Shall we vote Bruce to be different? <laughs> let's be different let's go Steve Bruce. So O'Neill and Bruce, you are both wrong. The correct answer oh, was Gus Poyet. He had so the most games of all three. Yeah. <laughs> we were just adamant that it wasn't. Yes. Yeah, wasn't well, Gussie. no. Oh, he had that cup run as well, didn't he? So, like, they've had a yeah. few games because of that. Poyet's games in all competitions over one and a half seasons, effectively, uh-huh. puts him just ahead of, of O'Neill and yeah. ahead of Bruce, who, as Phil correctly identified there, didn't have an awful lot of time after the turn of the decade. So, mm. I'm afraid you both fell trapped to that one. Question nine Who were Sunderland's opponents for Sam Allardyce's last Premier League game as manager? Was it A, Watford, B, Chelsea, C, Everton, or D, Crystal Palace? Who were Sunderland's opponents for Sam Allardyce's last Premier League game as manager? Is this for us? <laughs> well, we did, no, did you guys start? Oh, no, yeah, that's yeah. for you, yeah. Yeah, we're going to say Watford. Watford, yeah. okay. Yeah, it was Watford. Watford. It was indeed Watford. That's a point to both teams. It was finished 2-2 in his last game of, I believe, that season, but I could be wrong. I don't quite remember. Question 10. Can you name the four former Sunderland players to appear in the Champions League final squads this decade? A point for the team that gets the most. Can you name four Sunderland players to appear in Champions League final squads this decade? I'm going to just open this one at the floor. Just feel free to jump in when you can think of a player. Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson is one. So that'll be one for the Altidores. Stated. Who's been in the Champions League final? Nothing from Don Love, who's stumbling in possession there. In the squad, or...? Just in the squad, yeah. Mignolet. Mignolet is one. Mm. You're missing two. There are two more you can go for. That's what normally happens when you have two and there's two left. Oh yeah, did they say that? Uh. Oh, sorry guys. <laughs> so, who's been in the Champions League final? Okay. There's, there's, there's one that you could very reasonably get and there's one I'd be very surprised if you got. Okay. Give you 30 seconds None on this one. None of our players played for Real Madrid, so take them out. Um... No Barcelona. Uh, Danny Welbeck? Danny Welbeck is not one. Marcus Alonso? Marcus Alonso is not one either. Wes Brown? Wes Brown, nope. Josie Altador? <laughs> <laughs> Donald Love? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well go for it. Uh, but no, sadly not. Barini, Jermaine Lenz. All, all no. None of those. If I give you the teams they were in and the year they appeared in, would that be a sufficient couple of clues? Yeah, one of them so. was Spurs in 2019, one of them was Inter Milan in 2010. Danny, Danny Rose. Rose. Danny Rose, ooh. That was a tie. That was, I'm giving you both the point for that one. What that was, was the other one? The other one Inter was Milan. Inter Milan in 2010. Sully Montari. is correct. Oh, well oh, done, Phil. How are like the lads? What, what a choice. No, hell of a one, that. Question 11. Who, pl- which, what player made the most appearances for Sunderland in the Premier League this decade? Start with Altidore. A. John O'Shea. B. Lee Catamol. C. Seb Larson. Or D. Phil Bardley. Which player made the most appearances for Sunderland in the Premier League this decade? It definitely won't be Catamol because of his injuries. Yeah. Would be my guess. What were the other three? Bardsley, O'Shea. Bardsley, O'Shea and Larson, yeah, who made the most appearances for Sunderland in the Premier League. John O'Shea was very rarely off the pitch. I would my I would strongly guess O'Shea because the only time I think we've not been in the team was Coney and Cabal uh, yeah. for that one season. So I would guess. I'd let's guess go O'Shea John O'Shea. As well. Yeah, let's yeah. go with that. Lads? 
Mm, I'd probably say that as well, actually. Would you? I mean, I would. What do you think, Anthony? Um, to be honest, I was leaning more towards Larson, but yeah, he does also he's played like... loads, hasn't he? But so to be fair, Bardsley had a few. That's he was, interesting. He was pretty much ever present, wasn't he, when he was playing? When he played, but Bardsley was he here long enough? Hmm. I'm gonna. It's up to you. You've been like spot on so far. Like, so <laughs> I think to make it more interesting, we should um... do a different answer, but. No, I think it's O'Shea. You think it's O'Shea? Mm-hmm. You think correctly. It was indeed John O'Shea with 189 appearances, more so than his three colleagues. So that is one point to both teams. Question 12. Sunderland scored 30 consecutive penalties between 2011 and 2018. Which player scored the 30th penalty in March 2018? Was it A. Lyndon Gooch, B. Aidan McGeady, C. Lewis Graben, or D. George Honeyman? Which player scored our 30th penalty in that run of 30 consecutive penalties scored between 2011 and 2018? That's their question. That's their question. Is it? Oh, oh right. Question. Uh, oh, yeah. When was March 2018? <laughs> <laughs> what? Lewis Graben had already left. Was it Lewis Graben? Because he went to Villa, uh, Judas. Um, who else we got? Gooch. Gooch, McGeady, Graben and Honeyman. Those are your four choices. Is Honeyman ever taken a penalty? Did McGeady or Gooch, isn't it? Yeah, must be. Was it? March already gone then would have been pretty much couldn't sign the relegation then as well, wouldn't we? Yeah. I don't think McGeady was playing under Coleman. Was he? So I'd I say it's Gooch. Lyndon Gooch. Lyndon yeah, we'll, Gooch. We'll go Gooch. Gooch, how good I think it probably is Gooch. But... I was going with that process of elimination because it seemed intelligent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seemed intelligent, yeah. but it was the wrong answer. The correct answer was Aidan McGeady. Was really was it? Yeah, who scored an hour 4-1 win away to Derby in that Sort of like weird outlier of a game that I mean, everyone just wants to forget that season, so yeah, just, yeah you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in, in one of the one of the very few occasions that McGeady did play under Coleman, mm-hmm. he scored in that game, so yeah, I believe the only time he scored under Coleman was in the 3 3 draw at Bristol City. I don't know. Again, again, that that that, 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 that wasn't the question, <laughs> yeah, you're the one with the answers, so that's true, yeah, <laughs> I, don't know why you this I know. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, question 13. Which player received the most red cards during the 2017-18 season? Was it A. Lee Catamall, B. Johnny Williams, C. Mark Wilson, or D. Jake Clark Salter? Who received the most red cards during that season? Um, Jake Clark Salter had two. Uh, Who were the other three, sorry? You had Catamall, Johnny Williams, and Mark Wilson. I remember Catmull getting sent off against Wolves away, but I don't remember any others. I would guess at Jay Clark Salter. Yeah, I would have Got you back 100%. Jay Clark Salter. Jay Clark Salter is correct, yeah. He had two red cards, Mark Wilson and Lee Catmull had one each, and Williams, well, he was never really fit, did he? Hardly ever played, yeah. Didn't didn't really play enough to actually get one, so, yeah. Mark Wilson got sent off, did he? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he did, once, on literally one occasion. Um... Question 14, can you name the seven players to have scored for and against Sunderland at the Stadium of Light this decade? A point for the team that gets the most, we'll open that one up to the floor. Can you name seven players who have scored for and against Sunderland at the Stadium of Light this decade? Lewis Graben. Oh. Lewis Graben is obviously one. Was mine. Was mine. Uh, Benty. 
I call him Benty. It's not me. Benty. Oh, Benty. 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 What? Well, I mean, I, I'll give you one point. Another point for obviously referring to his commonly associated nickname of Benty. You know? <laughs> <laughs> not really. You're you, 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 you getting one point for that one. I'm joking. So yeah, grabbing and bent. Two very obvious ones, of course. Any others? In the decade. In the decade, yeah. That's the whole point of the quiz, isn't it? <laughs> Certainly <laughs> is. Time and time, I like yeah. it. Just stretch that out a little bit. Taking the ball at the corner flag there. <laughs> Wiping it with my T-shirt as I go on. <laughs> is Jermaine Defoe one? Jermaine Defoe is not one, no. Oh. David Mailer. David Mailer is not one. Good shout, though. Craig Gardner. Craig Gardner isn't one either. Seb Larson. Seb Larson is not one. He would never. I know he no. He just he couldn't do that to us. He really couldn't. Uh, Danny Welbeck. Danny Welbeck is not one either. Phil Bartley. No. Phil Bartley. Nope. He did score an own goal against us. Which does count. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, maybe on a technicality, Johnny, I could give that, but it's not on my list of answers. So I'm afraid I we're can't. Well, so far we've got one, two, haven't we? Two, two, yeah, yes. two, two of the seven, of the seven. Yeah. Again, I'll give you thirty more seconds, then we'll move swiftly on. So the many players. Yeah. There's almost too many. Can we have a clue, please, Alex? I'll give you two of them. Well, I'll, I'll give you three possible ones that might help you. One of them, when he scored for us, played for Crystal Palace. One played for Man United and Connor one played Wickham. for Wigan. Connor Wickham is one, yes. Nice, didn't yeah. yeah. Then we started booing him for some stupid reason. So he didn't celebrate mm. and then we started booing him. <laughs> so one of these players, when he played for us, obviously, and then he played for Man United as well when he scored against us. And the other O'Shea. one played for Wigan when he scored against us. John O'Shea? John O'Shea is not one, no. Um, Wigan. Wes Brown. Wes Brown, nope. Oh, what's his... Fi- oh, no, that's not... United and Wigan are the other two who've scored <laughs> for and against us. One of them scored against us very early on in the decade when he played for Wigan. He's Spanish. Jordi, oh, Jordi Gomez. Gomez. Jordi Gomez, Gomez is correct. Mm. I don't remember that happening, but okay. <laughs> and the other one, I'll give you one more. Man United. Played for Man United. He played for us under David Moyes. Darren Gibson. Is wrong. Yanisai. Yanisai is correct. Oh, no. So the other two, we'll move on from there. The other two were Stephen Fletcher when he played for Wolves and um, when he played for Man City. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, well, six. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, hang on, there's one more, isn't there? Is there one more? No, that was a lot. No, because yeah, we, we said a lot there, I believe. So, yeah, we'll we'll say six, though, just for, just, just for, just for dignity's sake. Question 15. Sunderland reached Wembley three times this decade, but which game had the highest attendance? Is it A, Man City, B, Portsmouth, or C, Charlton? I believe we'll start with the Don Love team for this one. Which one had the highest attendance? I think it's B. I think it is B too. Mm. I think it's Portsmouth. So City didn't sell out their, their end when we played City, and we didn't sell out our end when we played Charlton. So that process of elimination, I'm saying B. Well, there's some interesting logic behind that. Of course, you are putting the Checker Trade Trophy final as the one with the highest attendance, but mm-hmm. we'll see how that boards boards for your team. I think we're in a position where we just have to gamble now. Trust you. Oh, let's let's just gamble and go for the League Cup final. League go Cup on, final. Then. The correct answer was Portsmouth. Yeah. Ooh. With an attendance of eighty-five thousand and twenty-one, it was marginally higher than Man City's, which was eighty-four thousand six hundred ninety-seven, and some way higher than the Charlton game, which was seventy-six thousand one hundred sixty-five. Despite the horse trying to put us off there as well. Yeah. Really? Check my trade trophy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've, got to play, I've got to play devil's advocate, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
It, it's just entertaining for me, if nothing else. <laughs> Question 16. Earlier this year, Coventry edged Sunderland in a nine-goal thriller at the Stadium of Light. But can you name the other fixture at the Stadium of Light this decade to have nine goals as well? So earlier this year, Coventry edged Sunderland in a nine-goal thriller. But can you name the other fixture this decade to have nine goals in it as well? I'll open this one up the floor. I mean, I can, but I don't know if it's only league games. It can be... It's any competitive fixture we've taken part in. Okay. Exit City. <laughs> what was the score? 6-3. Correct. That was the only game to Canyo We tried. We tried. <laughs> I think I was actually there for that. I don't even remember <laughs> it. Still, I definitely missed that one. I can't even I'll, I'll be honest, folks. It's still very close. So, question 17. Sunderland famously beat Newcastle six consecutive times in this decade, but what was the combined score in those games? Back to the floor. What was the combined score across all of the games, the overall aggregate of every single si- game in the six in a row? Might need some fast maths here. That's not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pencil and some paper for some working out if I want. I'm leaning on Phil here. 14-2. 14-2? Lads, is that your final answer? Yeah, that's my final I guess. trust you, I trust you. Uh, so it's only the six victories, or does it include like... The six wins. It's the six in a row. <laughs> Just the six games. Okay. Just six. The you know, six the time we beat Newcastle six times. <laughs> Can you remember yeah, that time we beat Newcastle six times? Yeah. Tell game you what, man, I, I love this, Johnny. I love how you, you, you like effortlessly recalled Steve Malbronk scoring against Barrow, but the six in a row, <laughs> that has somehow escaped you. 13-1. <laughs> is correct. It is indeed 13-1. Because I said that because like, that season we drew 1-1, and I was going to, like, for some reason, I almost included is that. Is that where you got 14-2 from? We put the 1-1 in. No, I'm just crapping maths. <laughs> Which is really embarrassing if you're a Newcastle fan. Yeah, the only goal from them came from Matthew Debucci in the 2-1 win, if I'm not mistaken. But again, I've not got that in front of me, so I've just got to take my word for it. They did the dart song, didn't they? It was really shit. I don't even remember that. Yeah, they did. Question 18. Which manager was in charge for fewest games at Sunderland? Was it A, Paolo Di Canio, B, Dick Advocat, or C, Simon Grayson? Out the doors. Paolo Di Canio. De Canio? Yeah. Sure. In the in the Netflix documentary, it says. Hang on, hang on. I've I've I'm not finished checking off the shoe yet. Okay. Are you sure? Um, I mean, I, I'm I, you know I'm just just wondering. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm gonna stick with De Canio. Gonna stick. We're gonna yeah, stick by yeah, again. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Okay, See, it says in the doc, in the Netflix doc, <laughs> it says that uh, Dick Grayson was the shortest reigning manager. So I don't okay. know. Like, mm, but okay. I'm sure De Canio had less games than he did. Whatever you whatever whatever you think, Johnny. What do you think? Well, if it says on Netflix that he's the shortest manager, then they're either wrong or... Yeah, I thought it was incorrect. I, I Netflix can't be the wrong. Came, I thought it was Grayson. But, uh, but Decanio, really, Decanio had a yeah. little bit of a season, then he had pretty much half of one, didn't he? He came in in yeah. February, I believe. Like 13 games or something. That's an interesting rationale there, boys. I won't lie to you. <laughs> I do, of course, uh, reserve all personal Simon, judgments. Simon but Grayson. Is wrong. The correct answer was Paolo Di Canio. I think Grayson was uh, the shortest in terms of days. As a point days. for Josie, yeah. yeah. But because Di Canio had a full <laughs> summer. Yes. Question 19. How many consecutive seasons did Sunderland beat Man City 1-0 this decade? Open that to the floor. In how many consecutive seasons did Sunderland beat Man City 1-0 in the decade? Three. I'll give you a little time to think about this one, guys. Three? Is, are we going to go with three for this one? Are we adamant with three? <laughs> you give us a really odd look. <laughs> Would you swear by three, Four. Phil? I wouldn't swear by it, but... No? 
I thought it was like I speed round, so four. I just like you dove in. You think it's four? You think it's four, yeah. So final answers, three and four? Four. Three. Yes, three. The correct answer was four. Oh. Not three was what I meant to say. G, Connor Wickham and Phil Bardsley. Is, yeah, pretty much. Nice. I, I was thinking, I'm just thinking like, when did Wickham score? But yeah. Connor Wickham actually did score in the game in the fifth season to make it 1-1, but then we went on to lose 4-1 in that season. <laughs> Typical. Yeah. <laughs> because, oh, because good things don't last. Oh, I remember that, because that was when like, Aguero had like one of the best games I've yeah. ever seen. got applauded often. In the I was yeah, meant to be fair. Mm. And we were no. understandably mm. terrible, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question 20. How many lawn players were included in Sunderland's squad, including substitutes for the 2014 League Cup final defeat to Manchester City? And can you name them a point for each one you get right? How many lawn players were included in Sunderland's squad, including substitutes for the 2014 League Cup final defeat to Manchester City? And can you name them? There are five to choose from, including Lonies. Is it just open to the floor? Or? Open to the floor, yeah, just jump in. Key. Key is one. Barini. Barini is another. Marcus Alonso. Is a third. Field's cleaning up here, he's cleaning house. <laughs> It was like lone players that season. Was, was one of them the lone goalkeeper we had who played against Hull? No. I can't remember his name, no. Was Starry? No. that was it, yeah. Saved a penalty at once. Yeah. Yanisai? Nope. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awful player he was. Um, Used to. Five lone players? Yeah, we've got, well, not five players, Two including players. substitutes. Uh, oh, yeah, lone Ignacio players. Scotcho? Is not one, no. No. Him, didn't we? Did we? Yeah, so. we did buy him. Yeah, he was... Permanent, I think. Um, Permanent insofar as he was there for like three minutes and then left. <sighs> Two more. So I've named the probably the most recognisable. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Although, well, I well no, there's a fourth who's an absolute national treasure that you've missed off the list, but you know. Okay. Was that the clue? That yeah, that 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 was that was that was pretty much a clue. Yeah. <sighs> you can't come on. <laughs> this was this was he was like the the like most sort of like infamous poet signing just for how ridiculous he was. A fellow South American defender. Oh, the Angeleri. No, no, that no, was no, not Virginia. Virginia is correct. Well done, Virginia. Phil. Oh, well Virginia, done. Yes. Proper wipe the floor there. We've got one more. Another defender, not quite as well known. Yeah. Very obscure signing made by Defanti. Oh, could be anyone. Oh, wow. Rebege. No, he was from Trabzonspor. Saluska. Correct. Saluska One point for the, for the Donald Prishan Society. Saluska is correct. Oh, I've made a mistake. Yeah, I've done my tally chart wrong. It's all right. I'll, fi- I'll fix that as we go on. Oh, Quest- all right, teacher. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's not good, is it? <laughs> Question 21. Victor and Nietzsche be made the headlines after Sunderland lost 1-0 at West Ham in 2016, but what was the reason why? First person who quickly articulate the answer wins. Yeah, I know this one. He um, put on Twitter, um, say something like... Can you tweet something like... I'm going to give it to Phil because that's exactly what he said. That's what he said. He said, can you tweet something like, unbelievable support yesterday (laughs) by the lads, hard result to take, but we go again. (laughs) Prefaced by the statement, can you tweet something like... That's the only one I've known for sure. (laughs) It's still wrong. (laughs) You tried. To be fair to them though, like, I thought it was a decent tweet. Like, if you were tweeting some, getting somebody else to tweet something, it was a perfectly reasonable tweet. You know what I mean? It's not his fault. It was like, can you tweet something like this very reasonable, Yeah, you know... Bless him. Can you please tweet a very measured and like yeah reasonable um, uh, feedback after this game? But obviously he's been made to look like a right <laughs> cart horse because his whoever his PR bloke was has totally hoid him under the bus. But 
fantastic memory anyway. Well, always all, proofread, always proofread. Always proofread, yeah. the week after and he did exactly the same He thing, did, but as a joke, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, the extra <laughs> trivia there for those who don't remember. From, yeah, from the, 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 the halcyon Twitter days of, of David Moyes' Sunderland, but <laughs> the week after we beat Bournemouth 2-1 and each of be deliberately then put, can you put something like, and then explain uh, how we smashed them. Well, he was genuinely brilliant for about a month after that. Playing as like weird sort of left winger. Yeah, kind of he was. Thing. He was like this like left wing, left winger target man, wasn't he? Yeah, sort of like, he was strange. actually really good for about a month after that, and then just all this stuff, didn't it? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, anyway, available on a free now. If you're still listening, Phil. He's st- <laughs> well, he's still in the job. <laughs> he's still commenting on like every Sunderland Instagram. George, it's like, very cute. Yeah, yeah. he wants but he wants a trial. Bring him it. home. Tell you what, I'm not. Tell you what, though, and this is a completely side point, but one thing that, like, I, I wouldn't. If, if we brought him back, right, and he was, like, never injured, he'd be unreal, but I couldn't tolerate that voice in, like, interviews. It really creeps us <laughs> it's out. It's the funniest thing I've ever it's heard like, in my life. I've never heard, like, a voice sound so, like, leathery. Like, I don't know. I can't like, even buttery it. at the same time. Yeah. Like, it's very soft. Because, like, but he's, very he's, 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 like, this big, giant, powerful man, but, like, he's got, like, a really, like, soft, sort of, like, I don't know. Oh no! I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Everyone yeah. should hear that in their life at least no. once. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I agree, but only for like a character building experience. Oh and yeah, yeah. Else, just change know. who you are by listening to oh, it. Oh, definitely. Like yeah. I, I finished the interview that I heard as a different man than when I started it. hundred percent, like, me too. Yeah. As a different man. As a different man. Yeah, yeah as a course. small man. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Anyway, question twenty-two. Who did Josh Madger score his first brace against? Was it A. Rochdale, B. Scunthorpe, C. Gillingham, or D. Barnsley? We'll go for the Don Love team. What do we think, lads? His first brace. That was that was uh, Rochdale. Maguire got one. He he definitely got one. Um, Archer did get two, but I don't know if it was his first brace. Well, that was early on in the season. Right? It was quite early, wasn't it? Mm. I'm happy to say Rochdale. If you think it's Rochdale. Do you, are you both? Do you feel yeah, like you both yeah. conferred appropriately? Yes. Now remember, boys, if one of you is wrong, the other will, well, the other will hate you. That's very important to remember. <sighs> if we win, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Alder does. Deal as well. Yeah. I do, I'll have his back 100%. We're no, going for I, 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 I don't doubt your unwavering support of <laughs> Phil Lauren. I really don't. It's a bit like Sunderland. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what. But yeah, the answer was Rochdale, so that's a point for both. Question 23. In Stuart Donald's attempt to change the music at Stadium of Light, which song did the lads enter the pitch to? In his attempt to change the music, what was the song that the lads entered the pitch to? Again, open that to the floor. Oh, God. So did he... Did he change it or something? Or in his attempt to change the music, game, it was one game. It was one game. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't obviously go down awful. perfectly, but it it went down regardless. Oh, um. <laughs> was it a Vici? It was not a Vici. Damn. I wasn't here for the first game, so I don't know. No, it was last season. No, it was like midway through. They changed yeah. Charlie's to something else, and not really my genre, to be honest. Well, it wasn't many people's by the how it turns out. Yeah. What genre? Can we have a clue, please? It, it was along the same kind of lines as what, of what they've got now, but it was much cheesier. Yeah, it was like quite far removed from the prodigy. A lot cheesier, a lot lighter. You would say. I don't know. Like again, I'm, I'm not very really good at like describing music. No, that's why I, I, I yeah. embarrass myself in front yeah. of the. Uh, front of everyone that's alright I'm, I'm fully I'll, I'll have to do it if you don't Phil so it's all good mm-hmm. I don't know are we both stumped on this one just a further clue please a further clue yeah um, oh, how can I give a, I don't know how to give a clue for this Comet. one Comet uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Try again, try again. I can't do it. Sorry. Happier. No, 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 no. I've been, I've been thinking. No, how can I? That sounds like Uptown Funk. It's not Uptown Funk, man, is it? It's not Uptown Funk, you're right. It was not Uptown Funk. That would have been incredible. Blind date. Come again, please, Alex. I'm really into getting this question correctly and not making you look like a fool. Ready to make yeah, just hit watch me suffer here. That's much. Hey Connor, if you're listening, get that soundbite and put it on the stadium. Don't, don't. Please don't, Connor. Just that. Just me feebly. Um. Oh. Um. It's got that man in. David Getter, and the song is called. Um. Um. Work hard, play hard? Yes, that's it, that's play, I'll give you play hard. There we are. I'm giving you that one. I really put a lot of work into that. Yeah, <laughs> you, you really did. <laughs> I was, I was even debating the bonus point for, for like, deciphering my attempt. Of, like, <laughs> but no, yeah. Well, you know you know what? I, I'm on a personal note, I'm just glad that, that that impression didn't totally go to waste. No, it really helped. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. Question 24 <laughs> Can you name the missing players from Sunderland's Checker Trade final starting lineup? John McLaughlin, Luke O'Nine, blank. Jack Baldwin, Tom Flanagan, blank. Aidan McGeady, George Honeyman, blank. Lee Catamull, Will Grigg. There are three missing players. Can you fill in the gaps? Open that one to the floor. Denver Hume. Denver Hume is not one. Brian Oviedo? Is not one either. Reese James. Oh. Is one, yes. Reese James is indeed one. Can you read them out again? I can. <laughs> Sorry. So you've got John McLaughlin, Luke O'Nine, missing player. Jack Baldwin, Tom Flanagan, missing player. Aidan McGeady, George Honeyman, missing player, Lee Catamull, Will Grigg. Max Power. Is not one. Oh, no, he came on. Linda Gooch. Is not one either. Charlie White. Nope. I'm just guessing players now. He came on with named all the subs. All the subs have come on. We've got Reese James so far. But we need two more. Adam Matthews? Nope. Are they still here? These players? These players. One of them is. Connor. What's his surname? Dylan McGee yeah. here. Conor, Mag- Conor McLaughlin, who wasn't here last season, was he? This no. season, didn't he? Yeah. Thanks for your help, Johnny. Grant <laughs> <laughs> Ledbetter. Is one, yes. Ledbetter. Yeah, and then we've got one more. Was Maguire there? Is he, already was, there? he didn't start that. Didn't start. The other lad was on loan. Lewis Morgan. Is correct. Oh, I forgot about him. How's he doing? Anybody know? Pretty, he's doing all right. Know. He's probably doing he's okay, doing right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, he could comfortably turf League One for Celtic, so I presume he's doing all right. He know? would, he would probably get in our team at the moment. I think is fair to say. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a bad shout. It's quite quite a safe one, really. Not not the hottest take going. I don't think. Yeah. But well, you know what they pay me for. <laughs> <laughs> Question twenty five. We've got one more. If there is going to be a tiebreaker, but we'll save this one for twenty five for now. During Chris Coleman's appearance on Sunderland until I die. A staff member from the Black Cat's house asked if he would like to take part in Secret Santa. What was his response? Closest to his actual quote will be the winner. The oh, accent like is optional. To, oh, I'd like to take part in that chocolate that you have there. <laughs> I was going to go for an Eddie Hearn or go on then. Was, 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 that, was that your like gruff Southern Welsh accent, Johnny? <laughs> I do a Welsh accent, yeah. Come on, yeah, Johnny. It was, it was, it was, I, I, yeah. I can't do the accent, but yeah, he was probably like, 
he saw the chocolate and he was just like, oh, I want that. It was a tub of like miniature heroes or something. Yeah. Yeah. And like, but, but, oh. what did, but what did he say, Phil? Because like whoever gets the closest to the exact quote will be the winner. So did he say take part? Did he say, would you like to take part in Secret Santa? Yeah, so a staff member asked him, would you like to take part in Secret Santa? And what was his response? I'm going to go with something like, I'll have one of those chocolates. I'm sure it was like, oh, I'd like to take part in that chocolate you've got over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the exact quote was, oh, I tell you what, I'd like to take part in having a taste of that chocolate. Yeah. So that'll be one point for Johnny, who was yeah. indeed the closest. Yeah. And one point taken off me for that attempt at an accent. Thank you. Never seen anyone get so excited over a Freddo. I can confirm the Josie Altador Appreciation Society, you have finish this quiz with 25 points from 25 questions the Don Love Appreciation Society you are finished with 31 points from 25 questions so you are our big winners for this year's Christmas quiz competition yes but Johnny is adding really contributing. I'm afraid all of your prizes are entirely immaterial because all I can offer you is a metaphorical pat on the back and just you know the pride of knowing that you've won and you've You've won for the home team, which we don't see very often these days, of course. But you know, yeah, it is it is what it is. Jobs for six months at least, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I suppose just just for kicks, we could do the last question. Just just so we've done them all, we may as well have got them all written down. The last one was: Which sides did Sunderland beat in the Capital One Cup to set up a final clash with Manchester City in 2014? A point for the team that names the most. So in our route to the final in 2014, which teams did we beat along the way? MK Dons is one. Exeter. Nope. We beat. Was must have been that the six three game I told you about. That was that run. I'm sure. No, that was the season after because Defoe scored a hat trick that didn't he? So. Oh, that was the that was in twenty. That was under Advocat. Chelsea, Man United. Yep, yep. Two more. These teams were after we beat MK Dons and the team after this one. So that will have been the. Second round, well, third and fourth. Third and fourth yeah. round, yeah. I don't think I really. Oh, the fourth and fifth. Sorry, the Chelsea game. One is Southampton, yeah, and what is the other? The team Stoke. who no, 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 we got they were at the time in League One and still are, so it's actually a team that we're now in the same division as and who recently beat us 3 0. Peterborough, yeah, yeah, that's pretty that's that's how that's that's a nice little reminder of how far we've fallen. <laughs> I thought I, you, know, you know, here I was thinking we could stay away from that today, but sadly not, yeah. So <laughs> that's that will be the end of the Christmas quiz for this year. So thank you for everyone who's listened if you've played along at home and you scored more than either of our teams then by all means feel free to comment on Twitter and Facebook and just let them know there's going to be a few comments <laughs> um, well yeah I mean you never know I mean I think I feel like those questions they weren't like ridiculously bad but like, there were some like interesting ones in there like there was some when I was looking at these that I didn't know like the Sully Montari one for the Champions League final I wouldn't have got that one but let's just park Sunderland for now before we end up here how are we going to be in celebrating Christmas this year guys we'll start with you Johnny the usual have family round and just uh, yeah just celebrate with the family yeah. Nothing too special, we just No, nothing too out of the ordinary, no, just no, quite a quite a conventional Christmas in the yeah. Goldsmith household. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ant? Uh well I'm at work, so um, oh. I shall be spending it with some lovely workmates and Yeah, working. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Where do you work? Uh I work for uh Durham County Council, um, for the um Care Connect service, which is like looking after the elderly and the vulnerable and stuff. So Alright, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Phil, what about you? Uh yeah, nothing fancy. Pretty excited about Gavin and Stacey this year, to be honest. Um, so I'll be watching that with her. Is it bad that I don't really follow that sort of hype for Gavin and Stacey Christmas no, I special? I don't know either. I don't know. 
Oh, it's okay. Yeah. I quite like Evans. Ah, I do yeah. feel I'll, I'll, I'll be watching yeah. it on record probably on the 28th. <laughs> what about you, Lauren? Uh, getting merry with the family and the dog. That's it. Very standard Christmas. Yeah. Very, very sort of like traditional across the board there. I think, you know, yes. we've all, we've all got our, I mean, I think, I don't know what we're doing to be honest. I think we're going, we're going out for our Christmas meal. We're going to the Ashbrook to Diego's for food. Controversial. Contro- controversial, but Diego's. fantastic. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah, really good, Diego. Very, very good, yeah. Yeah, good show. Finest place in Ashbrook. Not that there's many places in Ashbrook, but you know, <laughs> pretty decent. But yeah, so a very Merry Christmas to all listeners of the Roper Report. Thank you for all of your support. Thank you for those who have contributed and read and listened to all of our media outlets and tolerating us for this long. Obviously, it's never really brilliant being a Sunderland fan, even at the best of times, but we appreciate all the support we've received, in, regardless in you know providing a nice, cathartic digital support group for all the fans out there. So thank you very much for our contestants for coming in today. Thank you, Johnny and Ant. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, and thank you, Lauren and Phil. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You are very welcome. Thank you very much. Good night and Merry Christmas to all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.